Henshin Podcast Maho Aniki Henshin Podcast Maho Aniki Henshin Podcast Maho Aniki Henshin Podcast What's going on guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast episode uh, 42, 43. We'll see. I'll, I'll put the number on there. I can't remember. It's one of those two. <laughs> but I am your Magical Bro host, Nuni, joined by the boys, Mike and Juan. And Hello. special Hi. guest, Mondo. Special That's guest. me. The specialist guest. And uh, this is the official first episode of what I'm calling season three, what um, Spotify is calling episode 42 or 43, whatever it is. Yeah. And we are going to review Ed, Ed and Eddie. I'm going to try and mix a little bit of things up a little bit. I'm going to stop having the um, warnings in the front of the podcast, mostly because I will say uh, now the spoilers will be after the ad break and we'll see how that works out in these like first episodes turns out ed ed and eddie not the best time to test that out since it's pretty <laughs> episodic what you mean yeah. there's three of them <laughs> whoa whoa no <laughs> well actually actually um there's four see they have oh one locked in a basement but they don't talk about it because you have to go into the purgatory to find them Eduardo? i think Eduardo. we watch different shows here <laughs> no no we're watching the the anime right oh shit hang on Give yeah. me uh, two days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are just doing season one of Ed, Ed and Eddie that just consists of uh, 13 episodes just to give us like a little light and easy thing to talk about. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep asking people what they're doing because everyone just always answers that they're working. Uh, <laughs> there anything there anything of note you guys want to talk about? I may get a promotion. Oh, oh, boy. Juan's getting oh, a boy. Oh, what's, yeah, why let's, why let's might, why, why not, will? <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things that, unlike some people, they're like, oh my gosh, I need a promotion. You need to give me more money. I'm just like, cool. I'm getting a promotion. <laughs> more, <laughs> and then, more responsibility and like, is a little bit more money. Yeah, and I'm like, whenever that happens, it'll happen. I'm not going to keep constantly asking them or badgering them about it. If they give you more money, that's cool too. <laughs> because because that's how it is in the workplace too. And then you get other people that are like entitled and they're like, I want more money. And like they were just there for like a week. Just straight that does up. happen quite often. It's true. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, we're giving you a promotion. And you're like, all right. And then like a year passes and you're like, you know, let me ask them whatever happened with that. And they're like, oh, you never asked about it again. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, I guess. <laughs> I I guess you have to do those things. You you have to you have to want it. Yeah. Do you, if you want don't it show one? initiative? If you I don't mean, show initiative, yeah. I, I mean the the position that I'm getting, people have thought that I've already been that position, and then ah, they get surprised that, <laughs> that you're not. So you're yeah. you're getting paid for the work you are already doing. Finally, I mean, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, then there, but then there are talks of like money, and I'm just like. Cool. Oh, you're getting less money. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> getting less money and more work. <laughs> but welcome yeah, to that, corporate. <laughs> <laughs> but if it happens, if it, it happens, and and it's it'd be nice. Uh, so I can get nicer things. Yeah. Yeah. Juan's gonna travel around in a business suit. 
Ooh, everywhere yeah. he goes I mean, there's a there's a picture of Juan and him in a suit that I've been looking at and every time he says he's going out of town for like a business trip I always imagine him wearing that suit and I can only wish that that is how he dresses up every time nope. no no that's how you dress up on the plane on the way there you land and you put on another smiling. suit constantly smiling yeah. putting on the best like putting up like your best Juan face for everybody I'm pretty sure you you you, uh, you look like an orbit walking commercial. There you go, <laughs> the whitest teeth. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I kind of wanted to bring up that I just saw like earlier today uh-huh. is that like Vanity Fair did kind of a uh, like a look back at the production of Nickelodeon's uh, Rocco's Modern Life, uh-huh. and they told stories about you know just like goofy stuff that would happen in the office like the way that some people would cut stuff was by like um throwing knives at a board like facing away from the board they would throw the knives backwards and whatever it hit they would cut if they were like over time what the fuck yeah and then somebody like <laughs> setting sounds up productive yeah <laughs> and somebody like setting up their office like a talk show room and they would ask people to come in and whenever they'd come in they'd like play an applause thing and just things like that but um no like the only reason that i mentioned it is because uh like i was on the web i was on cartoon brew and that's where like i read up on this uh where i found out that the uh was it the creator's wife committed suicide like two weeks before before rocco's modern life started and for like the longest time he blamed rocco for the suicide (laughs) So, you know, that's that's, that's a thing. That's pretty dark. Yeah, and that makes me want to go read the the rest of the uh the little article. Well, we'll yeah, see if I actually do that. That is I have never heard of that. Yeah. It, apparently it's a story that hasn't been told before until, you know, now. Oh, and I also thought that Rocco like the Rocco thing, I thought it was like a another series. Turns out it's like a 1-hour special kind of thing, 1-hour movie. Wow. So that is also news to me. Um, I mean, really, the only thing of note that happened to me was yesterday and my ankle twisting and everything. <laughs> How did it twist? Okay, so I I was getting groceries at Walmart, and I walk out to go drop off the groceries in the car, and then I was going to go back inside to go mm-hmm. get a sandwich from Subway. So I turn around, I start jogging forward towards the <laughs> store, and like in the middle of the road where the cars pass through... I like start tripping. I start falling and I'm like, (laughs) fuck that. I'm not going to fall in front of all these people. So I catch myself. But in catching myself, I it it, like my foot angles in such a way that like my leg goes down and the ankle Mm. just like stays the you know, the the foot just like, you know, it bends, you know, to the side. And then I just went straight down and I could see it bend really far. Yeah. And then like I catch myself. And then I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then the pain sets in and I start limping. And then mm-hmm. I just sit on the bench and then I have to call my mom and I'm like, hey, um, I can't move. <laughs> and Did you shit she's like at the house and uh, she's like, what? I was like, I, uh, I need you to pick me up because I can't get off of the bench. And so she has to come over and pick me up because, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, I limped to the car, but. Damn, like I was, I, I was gonna say that. Imagine her like cradling you like a baby. <laughs> She's like, "Don't worry, mijo. 
I got you. You'll always be just, my little Mikey. It was just so <laughs> embarrassing because, like, literally, like, 20 feet away from the parking lot, I'm just, like, that. that's as far as I made it. I only got that far. And then I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, God damn it. I just wanted a meatball sub. It's all I wanted. It's a I sign from God. It. So and then I got, got up tuna. in the morning. You got too I, many meatballs in your meatball. I get up in the morning, and then, like, I'm still in pain. I had to, like, crawl to the bathroom to get ready and shit. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to work. And then I'm walking outside to the car. And then as soon as I walk out, like, um, what is it? I take a few steps outwards. And, like, the driveway is, like, on an incline. It's, like, a little mm-hmm. steep thing. Well, I take a step forward, and I take the wrong step. And once again, I my ankle goes down. But like you see, normally I would have just tripped and it would have been like whatever. But because of the pain and the already twisted ankle, like everything comes flooding back. And the like painkillers I took when I woke up in the morning were completely null and void at that point. Ooh. Like my my leg was on fire and shit, and I was just yelling. And like uh, I'm just sitting in the car, and my mom's just like, "I hey, did you break the? Did you break your leg? Is that what's going on?" <laughs> gotta take you to the hospital i'm like no i'm going to fucking work and then i took four more heavy duty tylenols and i'm like here we go so (laughs) i i had four thousand milligrams of tylenol today and uh yeah i uh it just barely numbed the pain and then when i got to work um i got used to like putting pressure on it so the pain just kind of dulled out it still hurt but i was like you know work and so I got through the day and uh, I called them and I told them I needed someone to help me out a little bit, though. And uh, when I got there, they're like, oh, shit, we thought you were just going to stay home. And I thought to myself, you know, I should have just stayed home. Hey, so, uh, at least yeah. you got that money, right? Yeah. So I yeah, finished. And I'm then sorry. and if then I, I should making you to learn to play drums uh, would uh, make you forget how to walk. I, I wouldn't have, <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, God. I think the worst thing is that, like, as I was leaving, I was, like, I told my supervisor, instead of being, like, all right, I'm going to go home now after I finish, like, my set of stuff to do, I was, like, you know, instead of saying that, like, a person who was injured should have said, I was, like, do you need any help with, like, other people? Man, you're such a piece of shit to yourself. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, uh, what is it? He's, like, yeah, you can go do these other things. And so, like, they had us go do, like, a bunch of other shit for other people who were behind. And so... Then we finally finished, and then there was still, like, you know, people to help and stuff, but I was like, no, I, I, I really need to go <laughs> Only then did I release myself from work. Man, why do you hate yourself, Mike? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. What about you, Mondo? Other than, like, our band stuff. And, oh, also, thanks for, uh, and I think I already thanked you. If not, uh, I'll thank you publicly to make myself look like a cool guy. Yeah, I want you to thank me in front of other people so that they know it's me. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mondo, for recording all the instruments and uh, mastering uh, everything on the new intro. Yeah, mm. uh, if it sounds bad, it wasn't me, though. Uh, if it sounds but, uh, good, it, it was mostly me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, Mon- not Mondo. Mondo only recorded everything. Well, all right. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that, I guess. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that... Um, I guess not too much. I've been uh, been trying to work on freelancing a little bit more as an artist again, and uh, it's 
I don't know. It's going so-so, I guess. About, about as well as you'd expect freelancing to go. Yeah. So, you know, you, know, you <laughs> but any, get stuff here and there, it. and then everyone's like, yeah, exposure, exposure. something like once a year, yeah, and people yeah. don't want to pay me. And uh, and then if they do pay me, they're like, uh, that's a little expensive. You think you can give me a discount? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know. what, whatever happened with that restaurant that you were making that sign for? Uh, they, <laughs> they never responded. Perfect. <laughs> I, I told them the price and they were like, uh, hey, uh, you think you can give us a discount? Because we know your brother. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, well, all right. And then I told them the discounted price and I never heard from them ever again. Then they just <laughs> but, uh, stole everything. And now you I see guess it they every time you ride down the street. My, my hope is that the, the restaurant the restaurant will use my work anyway. And then I get to sue them for real royalties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would be you the know, best way to a, go about it. A man can only dream. Uh, <laughs> other than that, you, you know, uh, just uh, spending life, uh, you know, living day by day, trying to uh, make the most of living with my new pigeon neighbors. Ah, uh, yeah. Your what? Mondo's, uh, Mondo's rooming with some pigeons. It's it's a goofy show, uh, yeah, but I, I see it from of, time uh, to time. It's kind <laughs> of a, uh, what I say, maybe a symbiotic relationship. Uh, I like to think that they keep bugs away from my apartment and, uh, you know, they get a nice place to live. But there's pigeons in my ceiling. Oh. And uh, I, I reported it to, like, management. And they, they said they were going to do something about it a while back. And and I think they did because the, the pigeons were gone for a good while. And they were like, thanks for letting us know. Oh, th- there was a, a bunch of pigeons <laughs> making a nest in there. But uh, we'll get on it, removing them promptly. Don't you worry. And uh, so for like a month, I didn't hear anything. And then the other day, uh, I started hearing the ever familiar noise of pitter patter in my ceiling. Uh, followed <laughs> by uh, possibly... Uh, um, orgies of <laughs> they're making little huevitos maybe but yeah it, it's well, slightly end, annoying it but not. but also slightly comical <laughs> I probably should have said this in the beginning of the episode but uh, thank you for over uh, 10,000 at least plays um, yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not listening, even if you're thanks not for listening, clicking thank, that. Yeah. Thanks for clicking times. the button. If some if some one of you has gotten an auto clicker out there, I still yeah, appreciate thank you. It. Um, right. If you're still listening. I'm sorry. Oh, y'all, y'all click the button and then just just leave the page. <laughs> and then just leave the page. That's perfectly fine. You're still supporting us. Yeah. And and I to this day, ever since we had this hosted on SoundCloud, I believe that there's a fucking robot out there pretending to listen to the show. And I won't until I'm proven otherwise. Um, but is it gaining keep intelligence? Is it gaining conscience? <laughs> no, it's just a fucking simple ass program that's just like click play and then it just keeps doing it every i want to say like every hour who knows but if and then it gains fact, awareness it's becoming stupider yeah it's probably because after listening to this show and if you want to prove me wrong you can uh visit our website at mb2.moe or like us on facebook or twitter whatever that's uh facebook.com forward slash mbt podcast and at magical broadcast on twitter then i'll i guess i'll insert this in the beginning somewhere and it'll be seamless. You won't even be able to tell. And then the joke will be that it is a horrible cut. And here we are talking about Ed, Ed and Eddie, a show created by Danny Antonucci, produced in his uh, own studio that he created called AKA Cartoon. 
first aired January 4th, 1999. Yeah, it feels like the show really did come out a long, long time ago. But I, I didn't realize I was um, like uh, nine years old when it first came out. I could have sworn yeah. I was like uh, like a preteen. Yeah, for some reason, I thought that it came out like when I when I was a teenager too. Which, yeah, which uh, would have been would have been much more much longer than uh, ninety nine. Yeah, and then realizing that it came out in nineteen ninety nine reminded me of all the shitty shows that I had to watch when I was actually a teenager, and when like Cartoon Network started going downhill for me at least. And Man, I was don't, like, didn't you love uh, Destroy Build Destroy? Because uh, I, I mean, I, I, I think that was the only. Thinking, I think that was the only uh, decent show from like the group of them that came out Listen, in the uh, what's I, known as the dark age of Cartoon Network. I think I Andrew WK is cool, but I don't know about that show. I tried watching like two episodes, and I was like, this could have been a lot better. I enjoyed it, but I won't say that I followed it like constantly. It was just you know. I only say that because when I was younger, I would also watch like Monster Garage and like Monster House. And all these shows that weren't for kids, but I would watch them like the people that would um, fix their truck early in the morning on the Discovery Channel. Um, and like people that would trick out all their rides and shit. But like like not pimp my ride style, just like um, <laughs> replace the headers and put in like a new suspension. Functionally yeah, tricking like out <laughs> functionally <their> tricking <laughs> out their ride. Not aesthetically think- tricking it out. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, looking at some of these shows from that era, like your your I'd favorites, say, uh, uh, Johnny Test and My Gym Partners, a monkey. I know how uh, much you I love actually, these shows. I actually enjoyed My Gym Partners, a monkey. And you guys and are Camp Laszlo. I dude, it had good mostly episodes. Mostly because it I don't had know monkey. what you're talking Wait, about. It, this, it had what are no, these you see, good I episodes. My, I look, you see, the reason why I love My Gym Partners, a monkey was because it was aware of how like garbage it was and it rolled with it the whole setup like everything about it was so stupid and yet they managed to cobble together something mildly entertaining i actually really enjoyed it and i loved how so, like how much of an asshole the monkey was <laughs> i could it, it i could come out like i don't know sometime in 2008 uh in the 2000s yeah i'd 2005, say according to 2005 yeah. Uh, yeah but you see i didn't like it at first but like the more i watched it and even now watching you episodes, your fucking I, stockholm it's, it's syndrome so... <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you had to are watch you, and you are you gonna it. say you disliked camp laszlo because no, camp I'm, laszlo I'm say, was awesome i'm dude. gonna say i can forgive you for liking camp laszlo but i can't forgive your fucking furry <laughs> fetish my gym partner's a monkey it was here. a good show it's not a furry it was, fetish i only like the monkey it reveled <laughs> in its shittiness and i respected that hey, i never um okay but I you know we got other you shows respecting it <laughs> how's that we got other shows like the fucking annoying orange show i want you to justify that to me nanny i want you to justify that that immediate cash grab oh uh, you just justified it for me mike it's an immediate cash grab <laughs> Who would have thought that was a good idea, though? It's like, ah, uh, the kids love the annoying, and it was way past his it it prime, too. That's a weird thing. And then out of nowhere, they're just like, hey, we, hey, you want to make a show? And then he's like, yeah. did you know he's still making videos? I believe it. I mean, what's the, he, why, it, why would he it's stop? It's like Let's Plays now, though. It's like, what? it's the guy voice acting and stuff, yeah. and he just does, yeah. It's, it's really strange. Another show that I'm looking at that I didn't remember until just now is Almost Naked Animals, and I kind of wish I didn't remember that one. That show is a show. 
So you're gonna defend that one, but you you hate my gym partner hey, as a monkey. I I gave my gym partner as a monkey as many chances as I gave Johnny Tess. You're gonna call that a furry bait show when almost naked animals is quite literally named almost naked animals. Almost naked animals knew exactly what it was and copy <laughs> what Mike said. <laughs> but no, I I don't think you can give that show that excuse. I don't know, Mike. You don't just name your show "Almost Naked Animals" and let, let's hold. Let, let's almost naked animals. Let's see what else these people did. Let, let's see what else the, this creator did with I this. I don't want to know. God, that duck looks horrifying. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, let's look at his IMDb. All right, so so he's known for. Uh, we got "Almost Naked Animals," uh, "Numb Chucks." Which is uh, from the cover, I'm assuming it's a squirrel that does kung fu. Uh, Rusty Rivets. I, I mean, we all know Rusty Rivets, right? Oh, the yeah. The 2016 classic Rusty Rivets. Oh, yeah. And um, one thing called If the World Were a Village um, from 2005. It looks like a some sort of educational thing. So uh, th- this is what this man is known for. So this man has done nothing of value ever. <laughs> Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, which is why I'm not going to defend this show. But exactly. speaking of things that people have already cre- have also created, uh, uh-huh. Danny Antonucci, busy man, worked Love on that man. worked on a bunch of stuff. Worked uh, as an animator on a bunch of Hanna Barbera stuff. That mm-hmm. uh, you know, most of us have. I mean, I never watched the Flintstones comedy hour, but I did watch Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo whenever it came out. I watched the Smurfs mm-hmm. and I watched some of Richie Rich, even though I didn't like it too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he worked on all that stuff. But after all that stuff, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna create this show called The Brothers Grunt. And if you have not watched The Brothers Grunt, you should do yourself a favor and go look it up and be like, I can't believe the creator of Ed, Ed and Eddie made this show. But the only reason that I know like about Danny Antonucci's resume is because like Six or seven years ago, I was like, you know what? What did this guy do also? And the first thought that I, that came to my mind was, I can't believe that the creator of Ed and Eddie did this show. But what it should have been was, I can't believe the creator of Lupo the Butcher and the Brothers Grunt created Ed, Ed, and Eddie, a fucking children's cartoon. I, I've seen the Brothers Grunt before, and, and I know what you mean. It's um, fairly disturbing and yeah. maybe slightly fucked up shit. but It's, it's pretty... I don't know. Pretty graphic. Um, it's pretty great. I mean, to me, it almost seems like maybe he did it for the sake of money. No, that uh, <laughs> the only reason that he came up with that and Eddie, and this is, I don't know how many people have talked about Danny Antonucci on this show in general, but I feel like it's been said to death that the only reason he came up with that and Eddie was on a dare. Right. Like the characters he came up with were from a commercial that he was working on. I'm assuming that it was a Converse commercial that I linked you guys on the uh, yeah. Discord. Mm-hmm. And he came, He was like, you know what? I like the designs for these guys. And he literally just put everything on a one-page fax and sent it to Cartoon Network. And that was, uh, that was a show. Hmm. And They're like, we need a hit. And so they took it. Originally, he said that Cartoon Network wanted created control over it. But in the end, he ended up having full creative control. Uh, which I think is kind of nuts, considering like his it's a resume very rare of stuff thing nowadays. Yeah, especially it's like very, nowadays, it's, it's a very rare. rare thing in general. Yeah, yeah. and but I like he he just happened to come like at the perfect time when 
basically Cartoon Network is making all these original series from their like uh, what a cartoon and cartoon cartoon stuff. Yeah, and and the shows and the examples that you gave, yeah, some of it's degenerate. Some of it's like you can literally tell which uh, like the characters from Med and Nettie, and it's crazy. Yeah, some of the character designs from the Brothers Grunt are like. Uh, I don't want to say similar, but they they seem familiar. When I was watching it, I was like, "Yeah, I can see I can see a style in this and that of Ed and Eddie." The only thing that's kind of missing is the uh, boiling lines. Yeah, I love that so much because you don't like see that ever again no. in anything. He said that really. he said that the reason that he did it was because uh, like all the shows that were on Cartoon Network at that time were like pretty angular, and he mm-hmm. wanted something to stand out. So he was like, "Let's do boiling lines." And it certainly did. Yeah, it did really did. And the idea of just drawing the same or drawing a thing and then tracing it two more times seems pretty nutty to me. Yeah. But I guess if you have time. If they're just letting you direct. Yeah, if you're if you're just allowed to do whatever the fuck you want in your own animation studio. Yeah, why not? Did everybody here just watch Ed Ed and Eddie like when it first came, when it first aired? Mm. Uh, uh yeah, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I mean I I mean, it wasn't like uh, I knew like the airing dates and everything. It was kind of just I would sit down and then it'd be like, "Hey, look, Ed and Eddie's on." And then yeah, I love Ed and Eddie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're the reason that I fucking that I got that one jawbreaker from that one card shop that used to be at the mall, and I, yeah. it was way too big to fit in my mouth. But I was like, "No, <laughs> yeah. Ed and Eddie, or Ed and Eddie, do it, and I want to be cool like them." Yeah, like they they. This show, like, it really made me want to try Jawbreakers, and then and then I was like, Jawbreakers I don't really like this. Suck. It's, it's big <laughs> yeah, and hard, so... and like, it's so sticky because you can't like, you're never gonna finish this thing. And I was like, man, I can't. No, like, so so <laughs> like my first experience with with a like a big ass Jawbreaker, with oh, which I'm, I'm sure like the sh- show kind of alludes to, right? Just like the, the the general like almost baseball size looking ones. Yeah. My my first experience with one of those was it was I was in a mall. It was a shopping mall. I I remember like seeing them in like vending machines, and it was like like seventy five cents or a dollar or something. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but anyways. So so I ended up getting one, and I I was pretty young. I'm sure it was like around the time the initial like airing point of it and any. Um, and I remember just like thinking, man. I can't fucking fit this in my mouth. How do I do it? And so I was just kind of like sitting there sucking on it for a while. And and I think I tried like just shoving it in my mouth again. (laughs) And it fell out. And it just like fucking rolled across the ground and like hit this lady's foot. And it was just like, uh, and I just turned the other way and like just looked around and like, where did that come from? And and I think like one of my parents saw me and then they just kind of like looked at me and, and saw what happened and just kind of chose to ignore it as well. <laughs> it, yeah. And, and I also realized Jawbreakers sucked. It, it didn't taste very good. No, I mean. <laughs> the realization all boys must go through. Yeah. I mean, a lollipop. If, if it were on a stick and smaller, I feel like that would have been better. But, you know. Well, if whatever. it were on a Go stick and actually made out of, uh, you know, Delicious other flavorings flavors. besides pure Edible sugar. material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you know, speaking of which, uh, the, the everlasting the everlasting gobstoppers were, were a form of jawbreaker. And those yeah, were actually pretty decent. They were all right. They also, you know, yeah. they weren't as hard as jawbreakers. 
Yeah, you could actually you could like kind of chew layers on you that. You could one. bite into them. Yeah. It was just a lot better of a flavor. It's overall. almost like they were like, you know, what if we made good candy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Jawbreakers, but better? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll use that opportunity to say, what if ads? So, did you guys keep up with Ed and Nutty? Uh, like until it ended, or did you kind of like drop? <laughs> you mean off? when it was spiraling downhill and digging its own grave into? I, I I like some okay, of the small parts. Much to a lot of yeah, you see, like I, I I know a lot of people hated when they transitioned into school. It's like my Chinese cartoons. <laughs> but I didn't mind it too much, and I thought some of the episodes were pretty neat. Like, I love how they spent an entire day trying to escape school. Yeah, when they built that and fucking how, airplane. Yeah, they built an airplane, and then, like, when they get home, it's already, it's like, like the end of school. Yeah, so the whole point was moot. I love that. <laughs> yeah, the, there was definitely some episodes that, you know, like like the escaping school one that, that kind of just had, like, the overall theme and, like, essence of the of the original, you know, first few seasons of it, yeah. which was essentially them getting into just really weird-ass convoluted situations, uh, generally uh, building some sort of stupid-ass contraption to achieve a, a, a you know... M- predominantly simple task yeah uh and and essentially just just kind of ruining it themselves from their own actions or decisions and and so so it had all all of like the same underlying themes that the original series had yeah um but i don't know i think it was just something that was very eerie about the setting that just kind of turned me off to it like it wasn't necessarily so much that i thought it was bad it was just that it it, it felt awkward it felt like you didn't want to be at school you're like man yeah <laughs> and uh yeah that might have been it <laughs> i feel like these early episodes i you know i can't speak for the later episodes because i mean i feel like i've seen almost all of them mm-hmm. but uh man these are super fucking imaginative and fucking insane yeah like each one kind of has its own it, its own like adventure uh, adventure yeah yeah exactly like its own like little arc that that just you know, if I if I could watch like a, an entire thirty minute episode of each of those fifteen minute episodes, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I love how a lot of the times there's so called scams were just them like trying to like actually set something legit up. It's yeah. just like, like they a were too incompetent half the time. <laughs> like yeah. uh, like the one where they built the cardboard city and they set up like an entire like economy in yeah there and, and, and oh, brought yeah, people yeah. in made all those yeah, yeah. And, that, and it was working really well it was it was working but it, something always fucks it up someone always fucks it up and yeah so like they, they had a really odd way of scamming i will say <laughs> though uh one of the legit scams was uh the ice cream thing yeah that's what i was about to bring up <laughs> oh that was that that up. was like a that was a scam like 100 percent a scam <laughs> Fucking, but you know i will say ed made that uh that uh that ice that, that uh, baseball that looked really yeah. good. <laughs> he made that tennis ball look fucking delicious. I'll admit that. I remember as a kid, I was like, yeah. he took a bite that's out of it, sound. didn't he? Like, yeah, he yeah, took yeah. A like that's why I was like, damn, I want that painted <laughs> tennis that ball. Painted- <laughs> yeah, it, it actually like seemed good. Like this. Yeah, I was like, damn, yeah. I want that. Oh, and uh, there was also one that was a. Uh, they were selling what was it tacos made out of crayons oh yeah oh, out of, out of yeah. crayons they and, graded, like, and paper yeah they plates. graded fucking an orange an orange uh crayon crayon cheese. Cheese. cheese yeah and the Ed green was just one eating that shit like it was cheese <laughs> if you think about it hard enough it becomes yeah. the cheese <laughs> uh, another one was when they made like an intricate uh 
uh what was that thing it was it was a giant um they spent like the entire day making it it was um a treehouse it was like this oh like, yeah, like, fucking yeah. Connecting treehouse. treehouse and it yeah. looks like i i yeah. want to say that that episode of ed and Nettie is the reason uh, you know treehouses were like mentioned in other like kids things and you always hear about people having treehouses and whatever yeah. yeah, but yeah. I feel like specifically Ed, Ed, and Eddie was the reason that Mark and I, Mark, RJ, me, and my brother, like, actually went to his backyard and started putting fucking wood on a tree. <laughs> like, yeah, I I wanted to do it after because they did two of them. They did the one where it was a giant like interconnected one, and then the one with the the clubhouse. Yeah, uh, yeah. the clubhouse like both of those were cool, and yeah, the clubhouse one is what made me want to go outside and actually build one. I didn't do it, mind you, because I put uh I put a, a a board, a flat board on the tree, and I was just like, I don't need nails for this. And so I just like <laughs> leveled it. And as I sat down, it flipped over. I fell down and I uh got splinters everywhere. So I was like, to well, this day, Michael's ankle is as ever fragile as it was. <laughs> I landed like, on my back, thankfully, but uh yeah, splinters wow. everywhere. It was horrifying. That episode is also like we we did that treehouse. We did what they did. We just went around, found a bunch of fucking wood in um the al- uh the oh, yeah, alleys right. they and were, stuff yeah they were scavenging wood yeah, from the alley we literally did what they did we dumpster dove <laughs> to get pieces of wood and we somehow found nails and we're, we're driving them into the the tree with like rocks and a hammer <laughs> and then there after that like the the treehouse just wasn't big enough so we wanted to make a clubhouse and our grandma lived next door to their house and they had like this little area where they had a, a tree on an on what is it there was a fig tree in the backyard and it like encompassed a lot of area and all we needed to do was like put a board in a certain like in front of us so that they wouldn't see us and have like this gigantic (laughs) area of like just space so we went around going through trash weekly and getting all these cool toys there was a point where we got a sink and we dug a hole and we used it as a toilet and <laughs> yeah, we we found like somebody was throwing away like those light up candy canes, like the like the two foot light up candy canes, and mm-hmm. we used them to like line up a little sidewalk, and we got some concrete and we poured it on the floor. <laughs> and wait, we wait, wait. So, so going back to the sink thing, you guys were just like pissing in a sink or yeah, something. Yeah, we're pissing in a sink. <laughs> That went that the piss would go into a little hole. <laughs> yeah, truly the Perfect. essence of childhood. <laughs> it is. It, it was fucking amazing. I, I remember that. Those, yeah. and we we had like all this fucking trash. And I remember one day, like they didn't, they nobody knew what we were doing because this this would go on for like, I want to say like five or six months, Jesus. until one day, <laughs> my parents got mad at me and they were like, "Dude, your fucking uncle Chente found all this." garbage in the backyard (laughs) and he threw it all away and i was like no our clubhouse (laughs) my toilet (laughs) like why'd you guys get all that trash and put it in their backyard (laughs) that's pretty funny uh it was the best i love being a kid i wish i were a kid now (laughs) my favorite episode was the trippy one where I, I forgot how it started, but it just ended up... Is it where they broke the world? Yeah, yeah where, where they're trying to figure out how things work. 
They're yeah. trying to figure. Yeah, yeah, the whole premise of the episode is they're trying to just like figure out how everything works, and the more they question it, the more like surreal it gets, and yeah. then eventually they break reality. That's yeah. that's my favorite. <laughs> I think Ed eats the moon. And, yeah, uh, he just yeah. climbs up and just grabs the moon he and just eats it. Yeah, that that and the sun that they shows... fucking take Jimmy's outline. <laughs> oh yeah, they stole and he just Jimmy's puts boil. it on his head like hair. Yeah, they they stole Jimmy's boil uh, boiler lines. <laughs> That show takes full <laughs> advantage of the fact that it's animated. Like they, they did whatever they even the fuck they the, wanted. Actually, if I remember right, when they steal his uh, outline, they even mention that they're like, "It's a boiler line," and yeah, they eat it. <laughs> they just, they just take it. I was like, "Oh man, cool. yeah." As a kid, I was like, "What is happening?" But now I'm like, "Damn, that's it's pretty it's great." Fucking great. It's I, pretty amazing. I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that I can't now that I didn't catch when I was younger, or even when I was like a teenager watching the show. Like um one of the like on the second part of the first episode, when they first meet the Cranker sisters and they wake up and they're in their robes, I was like, That's pretty crazy. And then like they go they like corner him and Lee's like, Go ahead, yell, no one will hear you and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of the things that bothered me about that was that they were wearing uh, their robes, their, right? Yeah, their And then robes. they were like, there are dad's robes. And then they're like, I'm Marie Canker. I'm May Canker. And I'm like, wait a minute. They have three different dads? But they're all, <laughs> they're all the sisters. same house. Yeah. Wait, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they got three different dads. I, like, <laughs> another thing that I, about that episode was like they, they were basically emulating the stereotypical like trailer house lifestyle yeah. that you'd expect yeah 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 the like fucking, the fucking but you know home yeah but uh, you know that burger that dude, burger they, somehow they made that disgusting burger look delicious they, they made that disgusting yet increase like incredibly delicious looking burger i don't know what they did to make a green patty but goddamn, did I want to eat that burger? Like when they oh, presented it, I'm like, oh, his arteries. I was like, oh, dude, I loved it. Like everything they said, like, like as a kid, I'm like, oh, you know, it's a stereotypical trailer trash. Like, you know how dumb. But as an adult, I'm like, what broken children? <laughs> Those poor things. <laughs> Those yeah. children, oh, like, they're cooking you know? and cleaning for them, and they don't do it. They just don't appreciate them. You kind yeah. of forget that they're like supposed to be what, like twelve? Yeah, yeah. You forget, the and then yeah. like, and then when you look back at it, you're like, man, they they had a fucked up life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings me to an episode I disliked from the the school series, which is when uh, they were pushing uh, uh, Ed and. Uh, What's her name again? Not Marie. Was, was it the student council episode? Or I think it so. Called? It was the one where they're. Uh, it, it was Ed and uh, the blonde one. I can't remember her name. Um, I want to say it's not Marie because Marie's my my shit, and she's the only one Marie's cool I remember. Wife, right? Yeah, she's the best girl of the show. Yeah. Um, blue hair, <laughs> she's pretty best cute. girl. Yeah. She's pretty cute. I want to say. Uh, oh, her her name is uh May. May, there you go. Yeah. yeah, it's when they were the whole thing with the or it had like the 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 Cupid thing going on with them. And oh stuff. yeah, like, I remember. I just that. I don't know. I just disliked that episode as a whole. Like I was like, eh. uh, to be honest, I didn't watch the later episodes. Yeah, I mean, like it's... in the season or in in the series. In the series, and yeah, in the series. Like, yeah, um... I mean, I I didn't I I saw them when they were on. I didn't actively watch them. Yeah. Um... <laughs> As, well, the thing for me is that um, Ed and Eddie is has a it's a weird thing about Ed and Eddie with me is that can't watch it because it reminds me of the that was the time that I had to go to work because 
at the age of 10, I looked like I was in my late teens, early 20s. I feel your yeah. pain. One. My, Time to work the taco truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Nettie was like the tipping point of me working the taco truck. You poor thing. So every time you think of Edna and Nettie, you go, you think back to your times of not having a childhood and working. You know, yeah. I, I associate stuff like that with more disturbing things like, or, or not, not as friendly things, I, I should say, like alarms or something like that. Like, that, like alarms do that to me, but, uh, but, but not know, actual TV, serious. TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anything, TV is like a, an escape from all, all of the shit that uh, I didn't like as a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what i did i mean you know, I, I think that was a, it for a lot of like uh i guess around our group like our I, our age group really I've, like you know as a kid because cell phones weren't really a thing it was like you just sat in the tv and you kind of just learned to tune everything else around yeah. you out and i i feel like i don't know if your parents were like this but uh i feel like we all kind of grew up in not like be- the best uh housing situations or whatever but uh, I lived in a pretty bad neighborhood at the time. Right now, it's like pretty mediocre. There's only one drug holding house there now. <laughs> uh, but I lived in a pretty bad neighborhood, and my parents didn't let me go out because they were like, "We don't want you associating with these fucking people." Yeah. So, like, um, the only thing my, I my really parents would have been like that, regardless of where we lived. But um, yeah, I, I I know what you mean. To where it was just like you didn't really have anything else to do. Yeah, yeah. You, you just like. <laughs> Play video games, watch TV, or read a book. <laughs> yeah, but but with me, it's like with television, like Edna and Eddie, especially. Like, I want to watch it, but then I just remember it. I'm just and I get turned off by it. A or, single tear rolls down your cheek. <laughs> Sounds or, like a personal problem, Juan. You leave that in Eddie alone. <laughs> um, or or even Lord of the Rings, I can't watch it because it reminds me of when my mom it would have her episodes and just start screaming. Like the movies or the little animated the movie. thing. No, the movies. Oh. So if I try to watch it, it it reminds me of that, and I and I can't watch it. That's why I only know so much of Edna and Eddie from that episode that I really liked. I think that was like the latest uh, season, which is probably like the first season. But from then, I had to go work the taco truck. You poor thing. So, <laughs> how'd you guys feel about the show now? And now that you're grown ass, uh, kind of half. <laughs> I fucking love it still. I still enjoy it. Um... Um... Especially since, like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, it's, it's the same with a lot of, like, children's shows from back then. It's, like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that you didn't catch. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, rewatching it, you're like, oh. There were, I, like, specifically, I, I remember this one joke where Kevin's like, uh, just what are you up to when Ed's trying to be cool? And then Ed's like, 5'9", give or take. I remember <laughs> I remember watching that as a kid and I never like I I didn't understand it at the time because you know my fucking brain didn't work so well <laughs> and it didn't catch the joke that he was saying his height but uh <laughs> I was I I always remembered the way that he was that he would say 59 give or take and <laughs> I would just say it like from time to time and be like why is why do I think this is funny and then uh, I remember watching that episode when I was like 20 and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I always loved how like um, everyone was terrified of Eddie's brother. And this was like a thing that like went on throughout the show. And I had like for I was like, what did he do exactly? And then like there was the episode where Eddie like breaks into his brother's car that's just sitting in his room and it's filled with porn magazines. Oh, it's swank. Yeah, swank. <laughs> And then 
And then, like, you know, going years without that, and then finally hearing, like, when I was already a teenager, that they're making an Ed and Eddie movie. Yeah. And then you meet his brother, and you're like, holy oh, shit. He's a, he's a dead piece of shit. And then, like, <laughs> watching him, I was like, holy shit, this is my uncle. Like, one of my uncles. <laughs> and, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, I know me. this person. I'm like, I know this person, but I'm not Eddie. I could be, but in, in this situation, I am Eddie. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, holy shit, this piece of shit living in a fucking carnival is, is it reminds me so much of my uncle. <laughs> but, like, it, it if you look at it, it paints, like, a really fucked up picture, because it's, mm -hmm. like, um, uh, I forgot exactly, like, what the, because, like, people have talked about it before, but essentially the, the breakdown is that, like, after the airing the movie, like, uh, and, like, going back on stuff as to, like, why Eddie's brother disappeared or whatever... It was because, like, he was always beating the shit out of Eddie that his parents kicked him out of the house. Yeah. And so he had to go move to the fucking, to the circus or carnival or whatever. So and that's like, why he was there. And Eddie still, like, idolized him and stuff. And it was, uh, I mean, when after when you watch the movie, it's, like, pretty sad. Yeah, because he, he meets him point. and then his, his brother immediately greets him by beating the shit out of him and his friends again. But then you think about it and it's, like, the reason he probably did that was because, like, he's still pissed at Eddie for him being the reason he got kicked out and stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, you know, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's still, it's, it's a kind of a situation. dark underside. Yeah. yeah, it really but, is. But, but it then, has, like, the then, best ending. It does, because then the kids all come to accept Eddie and Ed and Ed. And, and it's so, just you know, uh, they, the best ending to the show that I, really I could have asked like, for. A lot of times, like, with shit like that, where it's like, oh, we're giving a finale, a movie finale to a series and stuff like that, um, I've come to become very pessimistic when it comes to, like, whenever they say that. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, this is going to be garbage. But uh, Ed and Eddie, the movie, like, it was actually really good. Uh, yeah. it, it, it really ended on a great note. It did. And I, it's funny because, so the show had six seasons. Um, of those six seasons, four of them had 13 episodes. Season five had 12 episodes and season six had one episode. They had four movies or they had four specials and the episode count is uh 69. And I feel like it was a 100% uh, Danny Antonucci being like, yeah, I'm going to stop it at 69. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, oh. I can see that being the yeah. case. Yeah. Knowing the dude. Yeah, definitely. Because um, Cartoon Network had, <laughs> Cartoon Network had asked for another season, but Antonucci was like, what if I give you a movie or I forget if it was all the way or whatever, but I feel like somebody knew and they're like, that's where we're going to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one of the things that I've kind of just noticed that, watching it a little bit later in life you know as opposed to uh being a just you know just a little That's kid that really just watched it for the sake of funny yeah um <laughs> and, and i bring this up a lot uh, every time that that ed and eddie is just brought up so i'm sorry if you guys are tired of hearing this but i fucking love the sound design in the series Dude, the fucking music in this show <laughs> is great and the composition to like their actions the sound effects everything yeah Everything is great. A good example was uh, one of the episodes that I remember watching in season one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well besides that, um, it was the episode where uh, one of them had picked up a paper route. And uh, there's just a fucking pile of newspapers everywhere. And Eddie is like, for some reason, sleeping on top of the, uh, the newspapers. So his bed's like up there and he wakes up 
and then he just like starts like crawling out of bed and, and proceeds to just like fall down this like massive pile of newspapers but yeah, as, as he's falling he's walking sound. and there's an elevator dinging sound just like he's hitting like every floor and i was like oh man that's great like <laughs> uh just I love, I mean, like you, I fucking love just the sound effects for everything. Yeah, they, they're they don't match what what they're supposed to be, but they have the same impact. And sometimes, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sometimes it's even like more impactful than what the actual. Well, that's sound what it's, like the one right. I just did. They reused it for a lot of things, but every time they did it, I. I could not stop fucking laughing. Like, the one I always remember is when Rolf busts out the hammer of punishment or whatever, and he fucking smashes Eddie, and then that song, like, he's doing it to, like, repeatedly, and every time he smashes him, it, he does it. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, I love this so goddamn much. Yeah, one of the things that I realized, too, was that they, they used a lot of, like, machinery sounds. Yeah. With yeah. with just, just you know, like, like I don't know, like, lifting things or or, or just carrying things. Or oh, something. yeah. Like, whenever. And it was fitting because, you know, yeah. you, you associate that with heavy machinery and, and, you know, generally, like, stuff that's just supposed to be really heavy or something like that. So it makes a lot of sense. And you understand the context of it. But but like you said, it also kind of just builds on the the essence of what that sound effect is supposed to represent. Yeah, and I feel like I appreciate the intro and the outro a lot more now than I did before because I liked it before, and I was like, "That's yeah. cool." But it was just a nice catchy thing. Yeah, but, but now you start I'm like picking like, apart like the bass line and and uh, you know just like the lead instruments and everything, the the whistling and all that. It's just it's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, like so, Danny Antonucci. The only reason that he like made one i've never heard like a song that was just all whistles and nothing else and apparently danny antonucci said that uh when he when he was a kid he remembered a song that was uh by bob cosby called uh big noise from winnetka and it was all just like bass drum and whistling and like he was super into it and because like a lot of the things that he put in the show was basically things that I remembered when he was a kid, like, uh, other than this song, but like the reason that everybody has colored tongues was because he was like, um, one day in the studio, like his kid, his kid and some of his friends came in and they all had like colored tongues from eating candy. And he was like, Oh man, that's such a kid thing to do. Kids just have these fucking crazy colored tongues for no reason. <laughs> they put it in the and show, the show specifically for really, one reason like but... the show really does do good at appealing to kids because like the shit they pull and like everything it feels natural mm-hmm. even though it's clearly not natural it's it feels like you know like it feels like it's coming from like yeah. a kid's state of mind so I can't tell you how much I loved that fucking metal bush that they were fucking oh sitting my in God, that was so good when they're, they're playing hide and seek like, yeah, I and, and that they have so like a bad. Like, yeah, they have like a hideout in there, and it's filled with snacks and shit. Yeah, I still want that. <laughs> and then, I, so if I remember correctly, cool. Eddie had the same thing under his bed or something. He had like a compartment that he would go under the bed, and then it also had like a stash of snacks and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I, I always loved that shit because it was like I, I wanted to do that as a kid, and I was like, damn, that's fucking amazing but but you know i i feel like we should get the the elephant you know we, we should we should address the elephant in the room and that is how did you feel about rolf being turned into a wiener 
I was the fucking greatest. <laughs> I am a winner. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the lines that I'm going to remember forever. Dude, <laughs> season season one is a pretty good introduction uh, to Ralph. My, I, I, I want to say my favorite Ralph. character in the show. One of the best characters in the show is Ralph. Yeah. Like, uh, like he, he started off uh, so like okay he's just you know a foreigner guy and then he got like slowly many doors at boys (laughs) man and the just the later seasons like all the shit that like when he was making eddie into a man and he made him like fight him over that pit on like a board oh and he's (laughs) slapping the shit out of him yeah with with, what was it again It, it was it salmon i think yeah yeah it was salami it was it was salami or a fish yeah, but like he gave him choice or something, and Ralph was smacking the shit out of him with fish, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like he he was just like uh, I I forgot, but he's like, Can, can't you just take my apology? And he's like, did you bring the cupcakes of forgiveness? <laughs> but that was that was after that was only after Double D earlier was like, just bake him some cupcakes, and he's like, no, that'll never work. And so like that was the greatest fucking setup ever, like. That was so fucking great because like all he had to do was bring the fucking cupcakes. I'm like, that's, that's uh, beautiful. That's I love this team oh, part. Like the yeah. jokes, they were always like set up perfectly. Like, yeah, it was always like a two part thing, and it always like they always made sure that you know if you were paying attention, that shit was gonna happen. Like yeah, that. yeah. Speaking of Rolf, um, he had he had some of the like most random ass, but for some reason still really funny lines. Uh, in the series, and and it was just just based off of, like his character being you know from the old country or whatever. They, yeah, they kind of alluded to, and and one of the, one of the most memorable ones for me was when uh, they were they were like trying to like crash. Uh, I think it was Naz's party, <laughs> and uh, so one of them dressed as Naz, and uh, they're t- trying to use like these secret codes and stuff, and and so they go they go up to like Rolf. The crow calls it. The crow calls at midnight. Yeah, and the cat sours the basil. <laughs> it was just like, I would love just, to talk politics. Yeah, all it was just a natural boy, conversation really for him. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So, <laughs> what was even better about that specific episode was um, how they all the spy materials. And I'll never forget. Never in my life will I ever forget the line. Only the claw knows. <laughs> Because he's playing with the hangers yeah. and shit. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and then when they used the talcum powder bomb that was disguised as a jawbreaker, oh, that was yeah. so fucking amazing. And like it blankets the entire room in, uh, in talcum powder. In, in talcum powder, yeah. And then they just escape. I'm like, that's that's the best. Show's great. Really was. Uh, I want to go back and watch it again. Fuck like, this podcast. <laughs> I could just I, be watching I, it instead of talking about it. <laughs> I feel like I kind of I want to watch some of the later episodes only because I've watched every single one of the ones that I remember liking, but don't remember a lot of the ones that where they went to school. And I want to see. Um, I know what we're doing when you come over. Oh boy, let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you guys recommend this show to, let's say? the the youths of today yes have they not been paying attention yes no No, they they need to hear from your mouths they have to be like uh so do they like the show or not this message has been approved by dr mangoes there you go anyone who has an appreciation for animation sound production and uh you know your childhood whether you had it or not um you you should should watch watch it and eddie 
the, you really should. I feel like after the first four episodes, for some reason, seem like of a kind of scrappier quality. Like I feel like after they episode were, four, uh, everything got a lot more solid. They were definitely establishing their their how would I say like maybe not routine, but but um, I mean I guess just the show in itself. You know, like the yeah, characters were, were still a little bit. A little bit. They were trying off. to to, to find their voice, basically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the, the voice acting was a little weird. What they did was yeah, a little they, bit weird. It sounded a little bit but, different. Yeah, but it was still good. You know, like it, it's it was still the essence of Ed and Eddie. There you go for this podcast, I guess. Uh, watch Ed and Eddie. The season's a little bit different. Uh, we have our schedule posted on the website if you want to check it out, but. The next episode is going to happen on, uh, well, this episode's this episode's being posted on January twenty first. The next episode is going to be now and then, here and there. Yeah, and it's going to be posted on February fourth. So, look forward to that. I'm going to try and do away with uh, ratings and stuff, and just talk about what we think of shows in general. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. I like it. You should watch it. And anybody that tells you otherwise uh, is dead inside. Yeah, don't listen to Juan. (laughs) The point is, I didn't get to watch a lot of uh, those kinds of cartoons. All I'm hearing is you have problems. (laughs) I mean, yeah. That are not related to RNA. (laughs) (laughs) But you blamed it on RNA. I did not blame it. I need to protect the children my uh, Japanese anime have taught me to protect the things I love and that is why <laughs> I love them say bye and then he will do all he can to protect the head of the say bye 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 yeah we did it Podcast, Maho, Aniki, Henshin, Podcast, Maho, Aniki, Henshin, Podcast, Maho, Aniki, Henshin, Podcast.